What is up? We are back on the New Year's Wrestling Podcast. I'm Daniel, I'm your host, and we are talking about wrestling. Because what else will we talk about on the title of the show, even though we do talk about, uh, about football on the show also. But it's a beautiful day here. The birds are out. They're back from the south. Winter is over. And I just woke up. I'm a little sleepy still. But you know what? They, they, legend has it, and they say that waking up to wrestling is the best way to wake up. And I'm ready for it. Yeah. Well, there's so much to, to talk about, man. I mean, there actually isn't. So I'll... Let's just get into SmackDown. Uh, it's SmackDown March the 5th as well as we have ROH March the 9th to talk about as well. Uh, the upcoming uh, shows, we got Raw to talk about and um, uh, lots lots more, man. I mean, we, we got a whole lot of more pay-per-views coming up. We got AEW Revolution coming up. We got Impact Sacrifice coming up, man. We got... We got so much, man. So much. It's going to be good. Well, let's get into it. though. Smackdown, March the 5th. Uh, we start off with a recap of Edge winning the Royal Rumble. Mm. My bad. And Michael Cole is in the ring. He says that, uh, that his guest is someone who invented the Yes Movement and who pinned two Hall of Famers at WrestleMania 30. Well, let's just say this here, Michael Cole. Uh, Randy Orton and Batista are not in the Hall of Fame. I mean, is Batista in the Hall of Fame? I, I generally don't know. I thought he was. Maybe he's not. But uh, Orton's not in the Hall of Fame. So come on, Michael Cole. Get your stats right. Come on. And... Um, Daniel Bryan will face Jey Uso in a steel cage match tonight. And if Bryan wins, then he faces Reigns at Fastlane. And Cole says that there was supposed to be a tag team match in the main event of Fastlane with Bryan teaming up with Edge to take on Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. And Michael Cole says, why did he not want to have this tag match? And why did he want to go for, for the title? Kind of a stupid question. I mean... Why Why wouldn't you want to go for a title match? And second of all, too, I mean, di- I thought they said in storyline that Roman Reigns granted Brian this match, this uh, steel cage match. So it wasn't, you know, like, you know, like, it wasn't like Brian did everything he could to get this match. Reigns granted him this match, if that's the storyline that I thought I remember. You know, even so, I mean... Why wouldn't you want to go for a title match, man? And why did they announce in this match? They, 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 they like, had a graphic on this match on, on the Tron. And why would you um, uh, promote this match if it's not going to happen? Unless they do it on the SmackDown or something like that. You could do that on the SmackDown. Um, have this tag match. Uh, I think that could be a good, a good way. But kind of a weird way to... Uh, to start the segment here. Um, 
and then Brian says that he didn't even know about that tag team match. Uh, so excellent ma- management here that they don't even tell their 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 talent about the match that they could be in. So good uh, good management here. Um, Brian then uh, talks and and he makes a little bit of a slip up. Uh, he meant to say three weeks, uh, but he said three months. Uh, here, just minor slip up here. Um, and Roman Reigns um, has not changed, he, and he's still the underdog. He's still the lotto winner. Oh, sorry, my bad. Sorry, sorry. Roman Reigns, Jey Uso, and Paul Heyman comes out, and Roman Reigns says uh, that he has not changed. Ben Daniel Bryan is still the underdog. He's still the lot lotto winner. Sorry, that 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 makes more sense. Roman says, "You don't love this, and you need this. And love is about is not about needs. Oh, so we are getting getting relationship talk from Roman Reigns here. So for and and for anybody who is struggling with relationships, do not put needs into relationships. That that's what what Reigns is telling you here." Uh, and then Rain says that everybody needs him. SmackDown needs him. Paul Heyman, Jay Uso needs Roman Reigns. Uh, Brian and then tries to retaliate on the mic, but Jay Uso steals the mic, and Jay says that you didn't lock Roman Reigns out. You locked me in. And Jay then goes to attack Brian, but then Brian counters and throws Jay Uso out of the rain. As Brian and Reigns stare each other down as the sh- as the um, segment ends, I thought a very good good se- segment here. And again, I've not watched a lot of SmackDown in the last past year, but man, I'm in love with Ro- 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 Roman Reigns. And not saying with you know the whole needs thing, but like 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 just the guy like just about about this guy talking and just his like like just how he's changed his persona and the way he talks and, and his attitude, I think, is just fantastic as a heel. And I, I think Jay Uso and Heyman look very, like, it's a very good trio. And when they uh, um, acquired Heyman with Reigns, I, I, I kind of thought, okay, well, it's going to be, um, it's going to be Heyman doing mo- most of the talking. No, Reigns is doing all the talking. And I think it works very well. I think Reigns is doing a fantastic job in this character. I know, and this character has, you know, been almost a not not quite a year. I, I think it's like six months or seven months, and I'm definitely not tired of it. Um, and again, I think he's done a fantastic job. And I'm excited for for this Brian Reigns match. I, I do do think that that's a very good direction for for Fastlane. Uh, and yeah, so uh, a pretty decent opening segment here. Um, and yeah, we get uh, a promotion of Shayna Baszler taking on Bianca Belair later on tonight. Uh, a recap of the Street Profits win over Cor- Corbin and Zayn last week. And then we promote the Street Profits taking on Zayn and Corbin again in a rematch. So we come back from commercial break and Zayn uh, says that their losses was a fluke last week, and Corbin says that he does not lay, uh, he does not like Zayn, and he wants to try and get a singles match. Uh, Dawkins and Ford, who are already in the ring, Daw- Dawkins says that he really wants to be in Zayn's movie, 
It's a documentary, not a movie. And, uh, and he shouts out to his boy. Uh, and then Dawkins says that, okay, we can have a singles match. So it's Corbin and Ford. So apparently the wrestlers have enough power to change their tag team match to a singles match. Apparently that's what we found out here. Um, very bizarre. I mean, I don't, I don't know if that's ever ha happened before, but uh, apparently you can do that. Apparently. Uh, Corbin then hits his big spine buster. Cor Corbin goes for a pop-up slam, and but then Ford counters away with a DDT. Then a big Inensegiri there. Uh, Zayn and distracts Ford, leading to the end of the days by Baron Corbin as Corbin pins Ford in 2 minutes and 36 seconds. It was a decent match here. Not, not too much was go going on here. Um, and then Zayn wants Corbin to help him because he helped uh, Corbin. But Corbin leaves. Kind of a douche move here. I mean, why wouldn't you help out Zayn? He helped out G. I mean, he doesn't like Zayn. But still, come on, Corbin. Um, so we get Zayn versus Dawkins here. Cole says that the documentary takes three days long to watch i i certainly hope that's not the case uh dawkins um oh sorry uh the dawkins hits a chicken wing suit su suplex neck breaker to zane then zane hits an exploder in the corner ford then tries to film with the crew and this distracts zane and so then dawkins rolls up zane in four minutes and 20 seconds yeah <laughs> 420 and Dawkins wins. Uh, Zayn then yells at, at the film guy and attacks one of the guys because he thinks that he's against him. And he thinks that he's a phony. Yeah, um, again, I do like the Zayn, Zayn character. I, I think Zayn has been doing a fantastic job in his uh, gimmick. Uh, and... I'm also not hating that they're not forcing the profits into back to a, uh, a rematch right away. I mean, they are letting them wait uh, to get this rematch, so I do like that. Um, and I mean, yes, yeah, so I'm not sure. If, uh, I assume another tag match is going to happen between these two teams, but um, you know, this was fine here. Uh, Carmella is in the back with Reggie. And Reggie has wine. Um, Carmella says that he has betrayed him and calls him a snake. And she fires Reggie and then smashes the wine. How much in this wine cost? We do not know, but it's all over the floor. And then Corey Grave chimes in with saying, I hope the airport is hiring. Oh, I hope so, too. Because Reggie's out of a job. Did Car Carmella even pay Reggie? I don't know. I mean, I would hope so. And this man is wearing uh, high-class tailored suits every week. So I would hope this man is get, getting paid uh, decent. Um, yeah, I mean, like, again, Reggie, I, I think, is fantastic. And Carmella definitely do doesn't seem like she's going to be a big part of SmackDown. So why not put Reggie, who they seem to re really like, into a big part, part, part of SmackDown, as they did later on in the show. We get Dominic Mysterio taking on Chad Gable. Uh, and we get a video of Big E 
who's going to return next week after being hit by steel steps by Apollo Crews. He returns next week. We get a re recap of Gable and Otis winning last week. Um, Corey says Gable can dribble a bowling ball. That's how uh, ta talented he is. That's pretty lit, man. I mean, I don't know too many people who, who can accomplish that goal of dribbling a bowling ball. So kudos, man. Uh, a step up in Sagiri by Do Dominic. A tell the world uh, by Do Dominic in the corner. Uh, and then Gable hits a double chicken win jury German su su suplex. There's a, a bunch of roll-ups and then Do Dominic counters with a win. Um, in ro rolling up Gable in three minutes and two seconds. Um, and then uh, after, after the match, Ray Mysterio hits a seated swanton to Otis on the announce table as Otis crashes through the table, but it, it does not break. And then Ray then tries to run away from Otis, but then he run, run, runs into a cameraman. So that's Taco Taco. And then he leaves. Um, again, another short match here. Uh, not a whole lot to talk about. Um, yeah, but I guess Gable and Otis are now heels, I guess, uh, that, I, I don't know, but again, it just makes, makes of why they turned Otis and Tucker even more, like, unfathomable, why you would even turn in this team, because Otis is right back where he is, I mean, he lost a briefcase, he's back to another tag team that, okay, at least heavy machinery people cared about, and, I personally do not care about this team, about Gable and Otis. And Tucker's losing on main event. He's not even on main event anymore. Oh, hit my guts. I'm not saying Tucker's this main, main event act or anything, but, like, the guy definitely deserves more than he is getting. And I would rather see heavy machinery in this role uh, than Gable and uh, Otis. And no offense to Gable, who I, I think is fantastic, but... They just don't work together as a team, in my opinion. Our progressive moments is Seth Rollins uh, talking to Cesaro last week about and then getting swinged. So, hey man, progressive. They're on. Uh, Kayla talks to Seth. He says, why him? And he does not know why Cesaro uh, did this to him. And he has a vision. And he knows Cesaro is afraid of this vision. And then Buddy Murphy shows up. And wants to assist Seth. And then Seth was like, get out of here. And he leaves. And Seth is wearing a pink, pink jacket. Hot pink. As he leaves. Uh, first off. Now again, I've not been watching Smackdown in a time. So if I say this and it's incorrect, my apologies. I thought Buddy Murphy was a face. And now it looks like he's a heel again. And now he wants to be a part of Seth Rollins. I mean, when was the last time we, and we've seen Murphy? It's been a while. And uh, now he wants to go right, right back to Seth. So kind of a weird storyline there. Um, Shayna Baszler taking on Bianca Belair. We get a recap of Shayna Baszler kicking out a tooth of Asuka's mouth two weeks ago on Raw. Now, I didn't, this was my first time seeing this. This looked insane. Oh, like she kicked her right in the freaking mouth. And oh, I, I hope Oscar's okay because this just looked, dude, this looked scary. Um, yeah, my goodness. Just teeth was flying. 
uh, Sasha Banks comes down and Reggie follows her because Reggie has this big crush on Sasha Banks. So she comes out. Uh, again, stalking. That's a crime. They're, you know, I, I would not recommend anybody to do this. Maybe Roman Reigns should give Reggie love advice. You know, maybe, you know, I, I would love to see Roman Reigns try and uh, help out Reggie with Sasha Banks. But, you know, Reggie is just going to do his thing for now. Uh, Bianca tries a float over on the top rope. Then Bianca kicks her in the corner. Uh, Baszler hits a running knee in the corner there. Um, Baszler then rips on the armor with Migs. Uh, Jack says, that looks good. Uh, Bianca and then gets thrown on the outside. Uh, and then Bianca gets pushed by Reggie. Or, or sorry, um, Bianca pushes Reggie. And then Jax tries to hit Reggie, but he ducks. And then um, Jax takes out Banks. And then Bianca hits the KOD, winning in 4 minutes and 36 seconds. Um, and then after the match, uh, Bianca goes to Banks and says that this is her fault. And she needs to take care of Reggie. And then meanwhile, Reggie is trying to forgive Banks and says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then Banks slaps this man. He slaps this man as Reggie is falling down as Reggie looks on. Uh, again, another fine match here. It wasn't a lengthy match here between uh, Bianca and Baszler. It, 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 it was fine here. Um, but obviously, the main plot of this was Reggie... Mamma Reggie, who's the highlight of SmackDown, in my opinion, every week. Um, I do like this, uh, you know, him and his Banks storyline. And obviously what we, we would get later on in the show with Reggie finding a new soulmate. I, it makes me happy for Reggie, knowing that love is still, still available for everybody. Makes me happy. Um, Corey says Reggie should try Tinder. Now, I've not tried Tinder. I, I don't know how effective it, it is. But, I mean, yeah, try Tinder, Reggie. I mean, good, good advice, Corey. Solid advice. Just go to Tinder. Uh, we go in a room. Roman Reigns and Jay, Jay Uso are just lounging there. And Roman says that Jay has a lot of pressure in this match. And a lot of stakes are in this match. And he says that if he loses, he embarrasses the entire family. Uh, excellent pep talk there by Roman Reigns. Good, good way to uh, mo motivate your uh, family member for uh, the, this big, big steel cage match. Just great job, Roman. Yeah, my goodness. Uh, Buddy Murphy taking on Cesaro. Seth Rollins is on commentary in this match. Uh, this was actually a pretty de decent match. It was like three minutes but it was actually a pretty decent match uh buddy jumps onto cesaro and then cesaro turns it into a tilt the world backbreaker uh, murphy hits a tope his insane like all out swanton tope over the top rope murphy does this insane and he nearly clears cesaro he, he accumulated so much speed that he nearly took out um, himself over cesaro it was insane uh, a Meteora off the top rope, the du double knees there by Buddy. 
Murphy then jumps off the top rope, but then Cesaro hits him with this insane uppercut. Seth Rollins is keep talking about the swing from a two week or last week. He's, he's still talking about it. And then Cesaro puts Mur Murphy in the swing. He looks at Seth at the announcer's table. And then he puts Murphy in a long rotation of the swing, followed by the sharpshooter in 2 minutes and 45 seconds. I thought this was a pretty good match for like the short amount it was. I would love to see these guys receive like 10 minutes one week. I don't think it will happen, but um, again, I'm a big Murphy fan. I, I think this guy is fantastic, and I'm just a big M Murphy fan. Uh, unfortunately, it looks like they don't really see anything of him. Like they, like it kind of seemed like when he joined the Mysterios that maybe he could get a little bit of a push. But now he's back in this lower mid-card role in which he's just a jobber uh, trying to help out Seth Rollins. So it kind of sucks, but at least we are getting a Cesaro push. That's the main, main thing out of this, and it's leading to a Rollins and Cesaro match that I think should, should, should be fantastic. Maybe he's on Fastlane, maybe it's on Mania, who knows. Uh, but I cannot wait for that match. Uh, Seth then claps after the match, and he's impressed by Cesaro. Now that's, now that's the real pep talk you need. It's not actually talking, but you know. In the back, Reggie has his suitcase, and he's going to leave. Um, and he passes back Sasha Banks' door. He's going to knock on the door, but no one replies. And then Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax goes in the face of Reggie. And uh, they say he smells like failure. Ba uh, Basler does, but Reggie or Jack says, but he's kind of cute. As Reggie looks on as they leave, so are we getting a Reggie and Nia Jax love interwinement here? A love triangle with not another triangle, but so just a love two people. I I don't know, man, but I I kind of like it. Like, do you, do, you, do, you, do you remember when Nia Jax and Enzo Amore were involved in that brief love angle? And it kind of worked. I think this, this could work even better than that, man. I, I'm excited for, for, for the vignettes. I think Reggie has been a fantastic piece of SmackDown. I love this man. Not only can he do, do flips in suits. I, I, I can't do flips in general, but to do flips in suits... Man, like, give this man props. I beg of you, please. All right. Um, they promote Gold, Gold, Goldberg and uh, Haven having uh, their specials on the WWE Network. And we get Apollo Crews coming out to address Biggie. And <laughs> Apollo Crews comes out and he has like this, like this, uh, he has a spear in his hand. He has like, like this le leopard thing around him. He's got two Nigerian soldiers with him. And this guy is now a Nigerian war god or something. Uh, and he comes out with really terrible bongo entrance music. Nobody should ever incorporate bongos in their music. It's it's just a recipe for failure, and it, man, it's it, it, it's just terrible. Um, Apollo says, uh, 
that he okay and, and he also has a nigerian accent this man who has been on the main roster for four years who's talked american has now developed this african or sorry this nigerian um accent and he says that last week the steel steps conjured something up in this man and he's now na na nigerian what? And um, <laughs> Cruz says that uh, he's being told of his family and Nigerian heritage and tales and that they are heroes. And um, last week with the steel step, he felt his heritage inside of him. When he crushed Big E with those steel steps, he felt his heritage talking to him. And he wants a intercontinental title rematch. And he knows Biggie's going to be on the show next week. So this man is getting the reverse Kobe Kingston treatment of instead of uh, debuting with your accent and then losing it, he debuts with no accent, then gets this. This was very bizarre. Of, of why anybody would thought, okay, get this man an accent, a spear, and Nigerian soldiers, and terrible bongo music. I did not like this at all. And, like, okay, I do understand, okay, Cruz has to be freshened up. This guy has been generic and for so long. But this is not the gimmick I would put with this man. And, I mean, the accent wasn't even that good. So, um, I'll be intrigued to see if they, how long they actually go with this accent. Uh, it seems like Fastlane is going to be this match between these two that I don't at all have a problem. The match itself should should be fantastic. Um, but just of all the possible <clears throat> gimmick solutions you could have put with this man, why was this n n Nigerian accent or, or this gimmick the first thing that popped in their head? I, I don't understand this. I, I truly don't fathom this. But hey, man, um, that's what they are getting right now. That's, yeah. Um, Natalia and Tamina talk, talk to Adam and Sona in the back, and they, they think they should be in the women's tag team match at Fastlane. Um, and then they kind of just shrug it off. Uh, Kayla is talking to Jay Uso, but then Daniel Bryan attacks him out of nowhere and leaves him falling down. Uh, Bailey is on her new talk show called uh, Ding Dong Ditch, I believe, or Sweet Treats, Sweet Treat Tweets Ding Dong Show, uh, and the concept is just her listening to a bunch of positive tweets. That how is this woman supposed to be a heel? She's li listening to motivational tweets about herself it it's not a bad thing i mean come on um and she uh reads two good tweets and then there's one bad tweet about uh the person thinks banks is be be better than her and she gets mad and slams a door and leaves so first off whoever uh gathered these tweets shame on you to try and ruin bailey's segment shame on you shame uh, and I'm happy that they are at least putting Bailey into something on SmackDown because I think she is fantastic. So I'm happy she is getting this, and we'll see how far they can run run with this. We'll see how far they they can go with it. Um, 
Daniel Bryan versus Jey Uso, a steel cage match. And Corey Graves is in the steel cage match telling us about the rules. Because, again, I've not seen, seen SmackDown a whole lot la, la, last year. But I don't think they've had a steel cage match since Fox, if I'm correct. So, may, maybe for some, this was their first sample size of the steel cage. And then um, there is a cameraman who's sitting on the top of the cage. Probably just horrible on his crotch. Uh, and then Corey currently, he tells about about the rules and then he gets really dark and says that whoever's in the cage will leave a part of themselves in this cage. So did Corey Grave leave a part of himself in this cage because he was in here too? Did the cameraman lose a part of his cage or himself in this cage? So very deep. Daniel Bryan, Jey Uso. Uh, Roman Reigns comes down and Paul Paul Haven uh, gives Reigns a chair to sit on the entranceway. Uh, the two are climbing until Jey Uso pulls the leg and Brian uh, gets a low blow on the ropes. Brian hits a missile drop kick to the ta 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 top rope. Um, the two are fighting on the top of the cage um, and then Jey Uso hits a top rope Samoan drop. This looked absolutely insane as we went into commercial injuries. Uh, Jay then hits a top rope splash, but Brian kicks out. There's an awesome combo where um, Jay hits a step up in Sagiri and then a roundhouse kick, kick by Brian, but then Jay Uso hits a super kick there. Uh, Jay catapults Brian into the cage, um, and then Brian hits a, bu a butterfly suplex off the top rope. And then Brian puts the yes lock in and Jay Uso taps out in 14 minutes and 29 seconds, including the commercial. And the show ends with Brian celebrating. So I thought a very good main event between Brian and Uso here. Um, it's not the best match I've seen from these two, but it was still a very solid match. Um, again, I'm excited for the Brian and Reigns direction. I think that that's a solid direction for the two guys to go into. And, I mean, you know what, maybe you could have Jey Uso and Edge in, like, a singles match at Fastlane or something like that. And, you know, I, I do think Jey Uso, who has been obviously fantastic uh, this year, I, I think um, he's been great. So, a solid match here in the m main event, setting up uh, Brian and Reigns for Fastlane. That is probably going to be the m main event. I'm not, I'm not sure what the Raw title is going going to be like on Fastlane, um, but still, very solid match. And then we smacked you. Smackdown! Overall, it was a decent show. I mean, like, there's never going to be a bad show at Smackdown, it seems like, but um, again, the, the main event, I thought, was solid, um, and then the other matches were there, except for Cesaro and Murphy. I, I I did like that brief match, uh, but what's going on with Apollo? Come on, man. Hopefully that, that his whole gimmick works out. Uh, so that was SmackDown, and now I want to get into uh, ROH, March the 9th here. Uh, I want to get into that, Matt, uh, into this. Uh, so let's get right into it. So again, I have not, uh, since I last watched ROH. We've not seen, um, I missed a few episodes, but we were back here and we started off, um, I tuned in like a minute late, 
Uh, so I tuned, I tuned in at 9.01, and uh, it is Kenny Kane, who I just thought said the F word. Um, and then it, it's an intro to Roosh. And Kenny and Lee are now the new tag team champions. Uh, Ru, Roosh says that uh, Bistro is, his, is my daddy, and he beat Sean Taylor, and um, he's the past president now. And then Roosh is yelling really loud. Don't, don't, don't you love when guys just yell insanely loud? I love it. It's great. Uh, we get a video package of Josh Woods pitting Jay Lethal in a submission win over Don Castle. And Wood wants Jonathan Gressum. And it's building up to a Josh Woods and Dalton Castle match on TV right now. And Dal said, uh, Dal Dalton says that he's been thinking about it a lot. It is in his mind ever since he lost to Josh Woods. He's been thinking about it. He's been losing a lot. And he dances like the rain and fights like a champ. Uh, there is some really cheesy music in the background here. Where does ROH collect their music? Because it's just terrible. I'm sorry. Um... And he couldn't close the hole against Woods. You're not the only one who can't close the hole. Ha <laughs> ha. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and he says he wonders why ROH is keeping him. So pretty much telling ROH, hey, if you want to fire me, you have great reasoning to. Because I suck. So yeah. I would not say that if I was an employee. Uh, Ian Riccoboni and Caprice Coleman are on com commentary. This is a peer rules match. So again, uh, I'm not going to go over the rules because I kind of forgot them. Uh, Josh Woods is ranked no number one in the rankings. They shake hands to start, and the match starts. Uh, Josh picked the leg in midair, uh, and then he's go going for his gorilla lock. And this gorilla lock is like treated like this big submission win that if it's locked in, you either tap out or you cause a rope break. Um, and Woods put in two gorilla locks and two uh, concluded with a rope, two rope breaks. So Castle then throws Woods into, into the barricade, an overhead suplex on the floor by Castle, a springboard mi missile dropkick there by Josh, a double arm butterfly suplex by Woods, and then Woods goes for the gorilla lock, and then forces uh, Castle to give up his second rope ro ro break. They both exchange open palm strikes. So it's not Japan, but still open hand palm strikes. And then Dalton avoids a clothesline. And when he avoids the clothesline, his back gives out. And he's focusing on his back. And the ref is, fo is fo fo focusing his back. And then Dalton Castle was just playing possum. He rolls up Josh Woods. He pins him in 9 minutes and 44 seconds, and Dalton Castle picks up the win. I thought a pretty good match here between Woods and Castle. This was my first sample size of Joss Woods, and I thought Woods performed pretty well. I was very impressed by him, and it looks like they are going to a rubber match because it's one and one so maybe uh, in, in the future they could uh, do a third match here. But Silas Young, uh, he makes his return and he's in a suit, uh, looking stylish and profilish here. Uh, he grabs a mic and says, um, talks about Wood's failures and everything he cannot do in life. So I, 
him and Roman Reigns are just great and motivational speakers. You're a failure. And Woods has a lot to learn because what Dalton Castle Judd just did was the easiest trick in the book and Woods fell for it. And Young wants to team with um, Woods again. And uh, Silas Young then leaves and Woods does not say anything. So it feels like we are leading up to a Silas Young and Josh Woods tag match that I would rather see Woods just go for the peer rules uh, belt here and continue his sing his singles run. But, I mean, I guess not. But still, um, a very good match here, I thought, between between the two. I thought I thought it was a solid match, and hopefully we can see a um, rematch here soon. So we get go to our main event. Again, these main events take a lot of time that I, I, I'm not complaining about. Uh, we get EC3, Jay Lethal, Matt Taven, and Jay Briscoe. The winner will face Roosh at the 19th anniversary show in two weeks on March 26th on Friday. And Maria Canellis is on commentary, who you didn't know she, she was on commentary because she did not speak until like five minutes in this match. Uh, and then each guy's had like a video package uh, going in, into this match. And EC3 says that honor is way more. And then there's like the... And this weird, like, yelling in the background. Very weird. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I'm, ca I'm kind of getting, like, this EC3, like, Bray, Bray White vibes from this guy. Of he Like, the delivery sounds good, and what he's saying is sounding good. But it just... It's a riddle. I, I, I don't understand what this man is trying to say. It's just like he's trying to say a bunch of fancy words and puts them into a sentence and hopefully it clicks. And I don't know. It's just I'm getting a lot of Bray Wyatt vibes here and I just rambling a whole lot about, about nothing. And I've really not been a big fan of this whole control your nar narrative gimmick there by EC3. I, I can understand, okay, you want, you want to go and move on that's fine but i really preferred the ec3 you know D dixie carter um nephew gimmick i thought that that was fantastic and i did have high expectations when it, when he got released i was like okay the, the, this is going to be good for him and i don't i truly like i don't have a whole lot of interest for ec3 and i don't think a whole lot of people do unfortunately um but um, we get Jay Le Lethal says that this is a good time to have this match because the foundations are on a roll, and even though they lost the tag belts, uh, he wants change in this business. Um, and then Taven says that it's been 16 months since he's had the title, and he's lost focus because of Vincent, but now that Vincent is banned, he has a chance to win. Obviously not realizing of what happened a few weeks ago when Bruiser hit him with a bottle. And what's happened to that storyline? And, there, and there's been no follow-up to that storyline whatsoever that I've seen. Unless there, there was, uh, was last week. But I have my doubts whether or not and there was. Um, uh, Jay Briscoe says that he means disrespect to narrative boy 
and everyone wants to see Jay Breeze go versus Roosh. Does everyone want to? Because I was okay with the main, with who won this match, but no disrespect to Jay here. Um, the match starts, and Caprice Coleman wonders if EC3 is awake because he's looking very methodical, and Coleman says, I have a friend like that. And then there's like this weird pause. And then Co Co Coleman just shouts, Wake up, Joe! So apparently uh, his friend Joe has been asleep. Apparently. Uh, EC3 and Jay Briscoe go at it at the start. And they say that this is a Lucha, Lucha Rules match. So only two guys are legal at a time. But it, that really did not come into play at all in this match, so I don't know why this was a Lucha Rules match, because it did not matter at all. Um, a big close line by EC3 taking out Lethal. Jada then hits his Lethal combination to Matt Taven. Matt's, Matt then hits this insane dive to Jay and EC3 on the outside, where like, like he clears the entire ropes and just goes crazy. Uh, Taven hit, hits a, spin, a spinning heel kick to EC3. Again, I don't know why there are lucha rules because it's just a normal four-way. Uh, the match is getting very good here. EC3 hits a power bomb. Oh, okay, sorry. Um, um, um. Okay, sorry. Um, so Taven's on the top rope, and then Jay goes for a suplex. Then EC3 pow pow power bombs Jay. While uh, Matt Taven is being suplexed at the top rope there. Uh, EC3 is then smiling very creepy. And the announcers start to freak out about this. And Coleman says that he's been in, in, in that EC3 is in the clown box. Uh, now EC3 power bombs Matt, Matt Taven on top of Lethal. Uh, who had Jay in the fi figure for leg, leg lock. EC3 and Briscoe and then fight backstage and they are out, out, out of the match. So it's down to Taven and Lethal here. Taven then hits a DDT to J, a springboard draw, drop kick, um, and then a running knee by Matt to J. And then this woman, uh, Averta Van Star, I believe I got her name right, and distracts Taven. She's a part of Vincent's group. And then Coleman shouts, she's like a crazy girlfriend. Uh, Lethal then hits a cutter um, after the distraction, and then he hits another Lethal cutter. As Jay Lethal pins Matt Taven in 16 minutes and 45 seconds, Taven and Lethal shake hands as it will be Lethal and Roosh at the 19th anniversary show. Uh, I thought a fantastic match here. I thought all four guys worked insanely well. I thought that they, they, this was a great match. Um, I mean, so it... Dead definitely seems like they are building up Briscoe and EC3, and I'll be interested to see what they do with Taven and Vincent um, in the future here. Uh, but again, I'm not I'm not disappointed about Lethal and Roos. It just seems like Lethal's like a, like the John Cena, like he's the default guy of when we need a. Challenger, let it, let's just throw throw Jay in there. Uh, I'm sure the match should 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 be great between Roosh and Lethal, but I don't know. It just feels like we've seen Jay uh, way too many times in these title matches, uh, and I would rather seen a new guy 
in here. Uh, but still, I mean, I'm sure the match should, should, should be good. And I thought this was a really solid addition of ROH, man. I mean, I, I thought you had an outstanding main event. I thought the opening match was good. So I thought a great addition of ROH. And that's what they should do. I mean, they have a solid opener and then a long, great main event in which this was. So uh, 19th anniversary, two weeks away. I'm a little excited for it. Um, obviously, we only know Lethal and Roosh so far. But, um, I mean, I, I think that they're, they do have good talent on this roster uh, to make up a good show. So, hopefully, uh, that can't happen. Uh, so, that is going to end it for today. Uh, the next time you will be hearing me is on review of Raw here. Uh, trying to find a date. I think it's the 8th of Monday Night, Night Raw. Um, as well as AEW Revolution coming up. So, thank you. For tuning in to SmackDown March the 5th and ROH March the 9th. And we'll talk to you later. See ya.